0: Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Hello everyone. Welcome
1: back to another episode of the WP Tonic Interview Show. My name is Adrian, and we are joined here today by Sima from 48 and 48. Welcome to the show, Seema. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we're also joined by Jonathan uh, Denwood from the W Platonic Agency. Welcome to the show, Jonathan.
2: Oh, thanks. Hi, <laughs> June.
1: Uh, that's funny because it's his show. Um, so today's episode is sponsored by Kinsta. Kinsta is the WordPress hosting company to be, in our official opinion. Uh, Kinsta's supports. And their pricing and their actual product in terms of delivering your WordPress website for your clients and for your customers and for your website visitors is second to none. Uh, Please go to www.kinsta.com in order to learn about how they can seriously help you improve your website's experience and delivery by providing superior support, superior product, and superior hosting. Again, that's www.kinsta.com. And please let them know that you learned about us, or learned about them, rather, from WPATonic. So, Seema, I want to welcome you to the show officially. Uh, Would you mind just giving us a quick introduction about yourself, telling us a little bit about what 48 and 48 actually does? I I know that you're a nonprofit, which is something that uh, we haven't really done on the show before. so, So do tell us all about that.
3: Well, thank you very much, Adrian and Jonathan, for having me on the show. Um, My name is Seema Parekh. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm the executive director for 48 and 48. Um, 48 and 48 is a nonprofit. Our focus is to mobilize technology and marketing professionals to build websites, free websites, for small nonprofit organizations that can't afford to do so. Now, we've typically done this by hosting on-site hackathon-style events in 48 hours to deliver these websites for the nonprofits. Due to the COVID situation, we have now pivoted to a completely virtual situation. So this year, for example, instead of doing going to a specific city and doing an event, we're doing them online. Um, our organization 4848 started in 2015 with a small group of people. Co-founders are Adam Walker and Jeff Hillmeyer. We um, have since created over Over um, 200 websites, and we've had 20 20 different cities that we've impacted um, and serviced. We've um, helped over 800, actually 800 websites, I should say, and over 2,500 volunteers. Sorry, got my numbers mixed up there just a little bit. So that's what we do. And um, hopefully- Some pretty impressive numbers. Yeah, Well, we've been at it for about five years, so every year we've added a new city and we've increased the number of nonprofits that we've helped. So um, I'm hoping that your audience and network will be interested in supporting our cause and our um, nonprofit.
1: I, I, will, I hope so, too. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your core genius? Uh, so we were talking a little bit about the show before the show. You're the director of operations for not only 48 and 48, but, but somewhere else as well.
3: So, um, I'm also the the Director of Operations Strategy and Programs at IHG Hotels, which is also headquartered here in Atlanta. So, um, in that role, basically, I'm driving programs and projects that are specifically initiatives of the COO. I am in the Americas region, so I'm responsible only for Americas programs. So, we um, we do programs that definitely impact all the hotels in the IHG family. That are specifically amer related And these can be um, initiatives for streamlining processes with our hotels or um, programs that will help with anti-human trafficking or employee safety devices, something that's going to be reaching all hotels. So that's my day job. And on my free time, I'm the executive director for 1448, where we help nonprofits, where that's mobilizing the volunteers. Or, uh, that are marketing professionals and technology professionals, giving them a way to give back to the community. Um, we can all go serve at a soup kitchen. We can all go build a house for Habitat for Humanity. Might not be our core skill set. It's not my core skill set, but running programs, running strategy, making this um, work from an organizational perspective is where I come in and how I can help give back to the community.
1: So this is, a, this is pretty unique. I've never heard of really... Anything anything like this before? How on earth did you kind of just like fall into this idea? It's like, you know what would be great? If we could build nonprofit websites for free, like that would be awesome. How, how did that happen?
3: So I don't own that genius. That actually belong, belongs to the co founders, Jeff Hillmeyer and Adam Walker. And um, they are incredibly entrepreneurial and incredibly creative and both have the skill sets and such. Um, both have run technology. Agencies and, and companies. Jeff um, runs a company called Dragon Army. Uh, Adam Walker was also part of a company called Sideways Eight, and they put their heads together. and It's probably like their best buds, so they probably came over, came up with this idea over a beer. Like who knows what happened? They said, "What well, if we could actually help?" the organization or help organizations that need our support improve their digital footprint I can just imagine the conversation they had before they came up with oh let's just try it for the weekend and then they called a bunch of their friends and said what do you think and and people showed up right and from there it was like by the end of that first 4848 event it ended up being well when's the next one now I don't think they planned on doing a next one at there when they first kicked it off but that's when Um, The next one came around and they started looking at sponsorships and different people that would help. And I got involved because at that point in time, five years ago, I was actually working with an agency as the director of project management. And the agency was a support. So it was was called BKV in Atlanta and it supported and sponsored the first event. So that's how I was brought in and my team was brought in and I helped lay the foundation of how this is going to work.
1: So uh, before we go for our break, and, and, I, and I know Jonathan's probably itching to ask a couple questions, but I'm just going to hog the microphone for a moment. What, so agencies, just so we can walk through and, and what I understand so far. So agencies are called up and nonprofits are called up and uh, agencies or developers or whoever sit down for 48 hours and builds or choose a nonprofit website to help. Uh, what So obviously the nonprofit will receive some sort of benefit from this exercise what's yeah. in it for the agency what what's what why so why I mean agencies are pretty strapped as it is yeah. they're probably one of the most like brutally hardworking uh groups of people on the planet so
3: what's their incentive um Multiple, right? Um, I would say I'd start off with just um, the person that volunteers with us is passionate about giving back to the community. So it doesn't really matter what industry you're in, right? You can be in an agency or you can um, can be sitting at home. It really doesn't matter. It's a matter of finding a place for your skill set, like where you can benefit. Like I'm the professional at this piece. This is my skill. How do I give it back? This is my expertise. So that for an individual. For an agency, what we found in Atlanta is that we brought, we initially reached out to agencies because they have all the skill sets that we need to build a website, be it the WordPress developer, the designer, the UX UI person, the content person, SEO, digital marketer. It's all there at one stop. So that's where we reached out to agencies initially to say, this is what we're doing. What do you think? And we had a load of agencies jump on board just because they want to give back to the communities. Every organization that we work with has an initiative to give back to the communities. And so I think that's in it for them. And, um, you know, we do our... Uh, through sponsorships, there's advertising and there's your logo where you want it to be seen by loads of other people. So, you know, it's a win-win, I think, for both.
1: So there's a little bit... So there's a little bit of branding opportunity. There's a little bit of feel-good karma going on. So... Yeah. Uh, do you, is there is there a typical size of of agency that you reach out to and work with, or can anybody apply?
3: Anybody, anyone can apply. Yeah, we we restrict nobody. Um, in fact, as we go forward, we into our um, and as we go forward into our events this year, we are actually doing a global event, twenty twenty global event. It will kick off on October the second, so October second to October four, where it's open to every. Individual, like you can be with an agency, without an agency, with a larger organization or not. And we will build nonprofits all over the world. Our goal is to hit at least five countries with this push. And volunteers, I'm expecting that we might get to about 500 or more virtual volunteers, right? Um, And that's reaching out just to post past volunteers and any new ones um, with our sponsors and our partner companies as well.
1: So there you have it. So for any agencies listening, if uh, you want a little bit of PR and you also want to want to give back a little bit, uh, you're going to have to get in touch with 48 and 48 for their global event. I am now at this time going to pass it over to Jonathan. Oh, thanks. Um,
2: <laughs> so um, are there any particular um, nonprofits that you've helped that stick in your mind, actually, that you think you've um, really helped more than the average
3: oh god um that's a great question i feel like um we've hit over 800 so it's hard to pick specific ones um the one that comes mind to mind most is a as a homeless charity that was called project you Fest. now it's been in the news recently because um Project U first is focused on providing bare essentials to homeless around the community based in Atlanta, and um, what they do is they take the most needed items there's like four or five needed items for the homeless being like some you know hygiene wear socks and you know um, shampoo soap, those types of things and they put them into a little packet and someone goes out to distribute them now about six weeks ago, Tyler Perry. Reached out to the nonprofit Project Youth Fest and the leader of that, whose name is Erica, she, and, and donated a van. So, a $20,000 van to um, put all their materials into or all their um, gift bags, as you you know, however you want to call it, to distribute to the communities. And um, Erica and her team will basically go um, through Atlanta and they cross state lines to just distribute these um, items to the homeless.
2: Oh, that sounds great. So are they, you know, you said everybody's welcome, and I'm sure they are, to volunteer, but are there any particular um, skills that are in short supply that you're really looking for?
3: So um, because all of our sites are built on WordPress, we're always looking for WordPress developers, right? And this is how I uh, found you, Jonathan. You were referred to me by Vito yes, from
2: the
3: UK, right? Great and guy. Yeah, fantastic guy. So Vito, um, he's worked with us for the last two years at our London event because we've done US events and we've got crossed the Pond over and we've done two events in London over the past two years. Now, WordPress development obviously is a core skill set. We also need UX and UX UI designers. We also need content marketers or content developers and project managers. Love project managers. Mm-hmm. So um, they keep it all together. And and, and that that's basically this the skill set that we need. We'd love to have SEO people. We'd love to have digital marketers um, to help with strategy on a website. But any skill set that would need website you'd need on a website to build a website that's what we're looking for and we do have that five core skill set those five core skill sets we try to build each team accordingly so currently we're in a process where we're recruiting nonprofits and we're recruiting volunteers we will match the two up based on region or time zone based so east coast and west coast for the US Canada will also be included and then we will jump across the pond and we will do the UK and Europe We're currently in conversations with having teams in South Africa as well, and um, possibly out in Asia. So, all of this is sort of happening at the same time, lots of balls in the air. We're very excited that it's going to be a global event, and any support that we can get from your audience is um, completely welcome.
2: Oh, it's fantastic. We're going to go for a break.
0: We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need Tonic as your trusted white label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. Tonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no question asked, 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white-label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's WP-Tonic, just like the podcast. We're
2: coming back. I'm going to pass it over to Adrian again.
0: So uh, I
1: want to quickly... Thank our next sponsor for the second portion of the WP Tonic interview show, and that honor goes to WP Fusion. If you're not familiar with WP Fusion, um, it's probably one of the more essential plugins that you'll you'll ever need if you're a WordPress developer or marketer, especially. Uh, CRM and marketing automation is a critical component and pillar of a growing business in 2020. Without your list, you know what's your business really worth? The money has always been in the list, and Sometimes it can be hard to get uh, data from your WordPress website into your CRM or marketing automation tool of choice. If you're using Groundhog, if you're using ActiveCampaign, if you're using Infusionsoft, sometimes it's just hard to get your membership site or your form or whatever LMS you're using hooked up and integrated properly and nicely. WP Fusion is the solution To that problem, all you have to do is install it and install the required integration for your CRM of choice, and it will automatically connect your WordPress plugin suite to your CRM so you can maintain a single source of truth and really take control of your data and own your list and make that an asset for your business. So, go to wpfusion.com and you can let them know that you came from WP Tonic. And uh, I'm sure Jack Arturo, who is a great guy and a great developer, will be happy to show you the ropes and get you started on a way to really maximizing your data. Oh. All righty. There we go. So, John, <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask, the, ask the next question. <laughs> oh, it's, it's down to me. So, Seema, your, your specific core genius, as you mentioned several times, is project management. Project management is probably like one of the most difficult things that agencies deal with. Uh, they have thousand ideas and you know dozens of clients who all want different things. Uh, I'm curious, you know, because you you're on both sides. You have to deal with nonprofits, and you know, I, I imagine that nonprofits, you know, by nature are quite needy, and so so managing dozens of them at a time. Uh, might be a little bit difficult and you're also dealing with the brain-scattered agencies and I'd like to know how you kind of like keep it all under control.
3: So, um, what we did when we implemented our project management program for 4848 is we set um, a basic set of guidelines, right? So, we have a high-level timeline and that that has milestones included that you need to achieve in order to get to the end of the weekend. Um, 4848 project managers are given the liberty to use whatever tools they need to manage their work that they're doing at their station. But we use tools like Trello to manage through um, the project as far as status of where things are going. Um, Is that for
1: individual projects of the individual nonprofits or is that for 4848 as like a general organization?
3: It's for the each individual nonprofit has a Trello board associated with it, right? So a project manager is responsible for a Trello board, and we've already scripted the basic cards in Trello, and um, that just means you've completed you complete a homepage, move your card over, you know, you complete a secondary page, move your card over, got, you know, things like that. So we've simplified it to that point to where it's like we're basically looking at the big rocks and saying this is what we need you to accomplish. We have PM check ins. Twice a day during the event, just to sort of make sure that the project managers have what they need from their PMs. I mean, have what they need from their nonprofit and from their team. And if not, then there's a uh, there's a hierarchy of project and project project and program managers within the system that allow an escalation process to find whatever you're missing. Say that your developer decides not to show up on one day. Well, then it's escalated up, and, and we'll find a fill in for you. Right. Or say your designer's got to leave early or someone's got transition work. That's how the project manager can escalate to somebody else. While they know that they've got a milestone to meet, if they can't meet it by that time, they're asking for help. And we've got support on both sides to help make that happen. So we keep it really tight. Right. We keep it tight.
1: From experience... Of working in, a, in an agency, the agency has ideas, the client has ideas. How do you consolidate ideas in a timely manner to actually build something out that looks good, feels good, and is approved by both the agency and the nonprofit in 48 hours? Because that is what I would love to know, because it's always taken like at least a month to get anything out the door that anybody is happy with. So how do you accomplish that in 48 hours?
3: Well, number one, I think you need to volunteer for a 48-48 event and get hands-on experience on how I do that, right? That's what I think you need to do, Adrian. But number two, just to give you just give you an idea. So we know that we're focused on building our websites on, on WordPress and Beaver Builder. That's it. You choose from a template from Beaver Builder. You don't have options on going somewhere else. Um, this is the plat- These are the platforms that we're going to support. This is the plugin we're going to support. You have a finite amount of plugins that you can also use during the event. Because the event is a 48, 48, a 48 hour event, we are building a simple website for a nonprofit. We're trying to help improve their digital footprint. Now it is up to the developer and the designer and the team on which template they want to use. But what the nonprofit has already done prior to the event is they've completed a branding questionnaire, a content questionnaire. There's a staging site that's already up that sort of helps us identify what their site map's going to look like. Um, so we've got loads of information prior to the actual build event, which starts on a Friday evening. Um, so we've got that and, and we're, that's what we're going to work from. So the team actually reviews all that content, all that information, and we ask questions to the nonprofit like, do you want to look like an Apple website or do you want to look like a, um, Macy's website? Like, what is it that you want? What's the look and feel? We ask them very specifically to list a few websites, um, by URL that they, that are in their same space. Right. If, if they are specifically working with education or sustainability or whatever this nonprofit is doing, we ask them to say, if you could be like anybody, like where would you go? Right. And so all of that information is shared. And then we have the nonprofit sign up to say this is a volunteer event. Your team will do their best to create the best website they can for you. You do have say, which means that on Saturday at around noontime. The nonprofit gets to, to look at their homepage and basically see how the team has laid it out, if there are any significant issues, which usually there aren't. Um, there have been one or two that may have been a, a, a concern here or there, but typically the nonprofit's more than happy with the homepage that's created. The team shows them what the flow is going to look like. And um it ends up working out quite well. I mean, I think a little bit of magic, a little bit of just knowing that people are giving their whole weekend up to do this for you is appreciated, and we are targeting those smaller nonprofits that don't have the skill sets to do this, right? So we're not going to a three, four, five million dollar nonprofit that can pay, write a check for it. These are the smaller ones, community based that that don't have the skill sets.
1: So there's so essentially like uh, they provide as much information as humanly possible. And it's up to the agency to do good by them at that point.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Right, okay. Right. And then that's by skill set, right? Like, Because we see some absolutely fantastic websites from a template and we see some that are very templated. But at the end of the day, because we know that the parameters for Beaver Builder are already set, there's not a bad website, right? Like, right. You're not starting from scratch. And I think a customized website like you're talking about, it takes you a month just to figure that out because it's a very custom thing. But we are not. We're we're already starting from um, a template of sorts. And there are hundreds and hundreds of templates. So the more time that the teams have prior to the event to sort of get their arms around the nonprofit, the basic info, the better that website's going to be.
1: So what's the percentage of uh, is it like hundred percent where the nonprofit is like, you know what, that's great, and they push it live, or is there like a certain percentage that they're like, we're not going to accept that, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do something else? But thanks for your effort. Uh, is is it a hundred percent success rate? Is it like an eighty percent success rate?
3: I I don't know. 100 hundred is a lot, right? Um, I would never say that it's a hundred percent success rate because we've had one offs to where, you know, some people have just not been happy or they didn't feel like. Um, something was captured properly right and so I say we're in the high 90s of going live the biggest thing that stops us from going live is a lot of times just um, making sure that we understand or that the nonprofit has communicated their hosting situation properly to us like where are the files going to be right because right. for the first 30 days 4848 48, we'll host your website for free we work with a vendor clockwork and they host it for free here in Atlanta. And then after that thirty days, the nonprofit has the option to take their files and migrate them to whatever hosting provider they're they're using or they can stay with us. And um it, you always have that. Oh, well, I thought I sent you that information. Uh, where's my cloudfare? I don't understand cloudfare. You know, you're just going to have those types of things go on. So we try to support the nonprofit as best we can to launch the website. And uh, I think our biggest issue is, is that bit of a hang up there.
1: I think, there's a, I think there's a lot of high quality information that can be pre-contextualized here in terms of an agency. I mean... So if you're if you're an agency and you have like a specific niche, I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be nonprofits. There's there's probably not a lot of money <laughs> in in that specific industry. I could be wrong. Maybe if you're working with the bigger ones, but um, if you're operating a specific niche, that just shows the the value of collecting information and basically setting expectations because that's what you're doing, right? You're setting expectations of. You know, this, this is what the information is going to provide. You're going to provide absolutely zero. Uh, once the build starts, your input is complete, and that's the expectation. And then whatever we deliver is what we deliver, and, you know, you can accept it or not. And I think that's a valuable methodology for maybe an agency who's working with specific needs to adopt. It's like, hey, listen, this is the information that you can provide. We have tons of templates, and we know what we're doing, and here are all the people that we've successfully worked for. Once our build starts, and we're going to finish your website in like 48 hours. What you get is what you get. If you're not happy with it, when you're not happy with it. But you know, you can you can price accordingly for that kind of situation, or maybe introduce additional tiered packages for customizations or updates beyond that. But I think I think there's a there's a valuable model that that could be used in an agency context with, within this. So I want to thank you for sharing that. I want to pass it back over uh, for to Jonathan.
2: So um, you know, you're in your past um, career, you've been a project manager. What are some of the reflecting back what are some of the key skills that a pro, uh, effective project manager needs to bring to the table for our
3: 4848 event very specific no
2: in general for agency you know
3: oh for agency so I think um I think the project manager has to have um very um very good uh, the very good skill sets of listening and making sure that they understand what is being asked for and to be able to scope the project properly. Because a lot of times with my teams, um, one of the things that we would constantly coach on is um, what the client is asking for, how long is it going to take to do it, what type of skill sets are you going to need to bring to the table. So to pay attention to Um, what is being asked for and what the deliverables will be and be very clear with your client and with your account management team, really, because the account manager is the one that's really selling it to the client. The project management team is not necessarily selling anything to a client, right? So be very clear that this is what we've scoped the amount of work to be. This is the scope of the work. If it exceeds this, then let's have a backup plan. And I find that with a lot of agency, because we are always wanting to please our client we always want to say yes to our client where it's difficult for project management and an account person for example to sort of um agree on what the actual deliverable is and if it's not articulated clearly documented properly and you don't have agreement from the nonprofit or the client that you're working with you basically run off rails really really easy and that's where you've got too many hours going into a project now you can't You know, you can't reconcile it when it comes to billing and things like that. So, I think that that is key, just structure, you know, and making sure that your scope's really tight and that you can adhere to it. And you have to have agreement. um, Just from my experience with project management at an agency, you have to have an agreement with your account people to say if I tell you that this is going over because of this or that this request is too much, I need you to support me with the client in order to figure out what our solution is going to be. Not that we're going to say no to the client, but just what's our solution, right? Have your backup plan because, you know, I can't see any project where you've created one schedule and it's just been perfect. I don't think that's ever happened in my world. Um, it's, It's a living, breathing thing. Things change, people change their minds, you know, but there has to be some sort of, um,
2: Rails that you've got to stay within. Yeah, also it brings to mind um I was um early on this year I was I was dealing with a client, but not directly. I was brought in as a kind of subcontractor, but I was at some of the meetings with the client and it was a non profit, but it was a a very um highly financed non profit, right? Um and it, it, was a, it was a large project. It was, over, it was a six-figure project. But I was amazed at the amount of meetings. There <laughs> uh, was just endless meetings. I, I think if you're not used to dealing with websites in that kind of price point, you're shocked by the, the amount of meetings. Would you say that's, that's, that just goes with
3: the territory? It is. It is. And I think um, with every meeting that we go to, we, you know, from a project management perspective, I'm always telling my team, you know, have your agenda, have your specific tasks that you're following through. Start on time, end on time, right? And just make sure you've got um, you've got it sorted to get to the next step. Because a lot of times we have sideways conversations. We don't have forward moving conversations. And then the more people you have at the table, the more opinions you have. Sometimes that's great. A lot of times, that just means your meeting is going to run over and you may not move um, the two steps forward that you needed to move, right? So really be careful on who you invite to the meetings and what the purposes of each individual in the meeting. Um, sometimes i found that people wanted to be in a meeting just because they liked the client, but they weren't necessarily contributing, but they just wanted to seat at the table, right? Which is fine, but it's just like it just takes more time when – there's a, there are non-essential people, um, and I don't mean that in any kind of rude or negative way, but I'm just like, keep your teams tight, make sure you know what you're going to deliver at the end of each of those meetings, and then you keep, and you're going to stay on track, right? You've got a better chance. Let's just say that. You've got a better chance of staying on track.
2: Right then. I think we're getting close to the end of the podcast. The h- half hour went pretty quick. So similar. Um, what, what is the best way for people to find out more about 48 in 48? How do agencies register?
3: Oh, both. Just go to the website, 48in48.org, and there's um, the pages laid out to donate, volunteer, sponsor. Click on those. It'll walk you through. Sign up and register. you sign-up right now. You'll only see two events because we've got two events remaining for the year. We've got a State Farm virtual event that we're doing, which is open only to the State Farm employees, and the global event, which is open to everybody. So, I would highly recommend that your network and your audience here go to our website, sign up, and be a part of this amazing event that we're going to have in October.
2: That oh, sounds fantastic. So, Adrian, how can people find out more about you and your, and find out more about Groundhog?
1: So, um, I didn't usually I didn't do my usual uh, introduction, but for anybody who doesn't know who I am, I'm the CEO and founder of Groundhog, and we are a marketing automation and CRM tool for WordPress. Uh, which does start out free for any nonprofits listening to this podcast. So you, will, uh, Groundhog, will allow you to grow your list, launch your funnel, and scale your business. Uh, that's incredibly important for nonprofits. I think considering that you know the money's in the list, and uh, in order to actually get donations and and to get volunteers, you need to be able to communicate with those people. Uh, so maybe Seema, that might be an idea to talk? include. Into, into your standard plugins list. I don't know, maybe. Um, but uh, go to groundhogwith2gs.io to learn more about our free WordPress plugin and solution to help you grow your list, launch your funnel, and scale your business.
2: Yeah, and we're going to be, uh, me and AJ are going to be doing a free webinar in September. Um, it's going to be the first Tuesday. I think that's the first of September. We're going to be doing that at nine a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Provisionally, um, we haven't agreed this, um, but I, I think the subject is going to be how to utilise marketing automation if you're if you've got a membership site to increase um, actual um, turnover um increase the amount of products and offerings that you can offer to your students. Um, it should be a fantastic webinar. So we're going to have that up on the WP Tonic website over the weekend and you'll be able to sign up for it. And it should be a fun hour between me and Adrian trying to show you the power of marketing optimization. We'll be back next week with another fantastic guest. Another great discussion. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye. Uh,
3: thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.